This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a supernatural superfan and a supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. And this week, we will be covering Season 3, Episode 12, Justin Bellow. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. this episode in fact i don't know if there is any music See, is there nope. music i'm gonna use carry on wayward son i also don't know if i'm pronouncing the episode title right <laughs> justin bellow justin bellow it's a latin term I what think. does it mean even um I don't, I don't even know that it means where is it um uh it means justice in war and refers to the guidelines of fighting well once war has begun Whoa. It's probably Juice and Bellow. Mm, probably. I don't even know what language it is. If it's Latin, usually you pronounce like Latin. ooh, like a longer sound. Yeah, it's probably. But juice I'm not. And bellow. <laughs> I'm not an expert in uh, Latin. Yeah, no, I wouldn't call I'm myself an expert either. In any expert way, in Latin and the fact that I was in choir <laughs> and sang yeah. in latin occasionally <laughs> yeah there's literally a convention in rome though that's called justin bello it's, based on it's, this episode it's well it's the same title uh-huh um There's a Wikipedia thing. It is Latin. Wait, it showed the pronunciation. Yes, it yeah, is a long it o. Is juice and bellow. Should I juice juice and bellow? Should I juice and bellow? <laughs> <laughs> Should I do the intro again? Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Probably pe- pe- most Americans pronounce yeah. it juice and bellow because we don't yeah. know how to pronounce anything. <laughs> hmm. So there's two different ones. There's juice ad bellum, and there's juice in bellow. So, juice ad bellum um, means right to war, and is a set of criteria that are to be consulted before engaging in war. And this is distinct from the set of rules that ought to be followed during a, ro- a war known as juice in bellow, which is the law of war, the component of international law that regulates the conditions for initiating war and the conduct of warring parties. So, laws of war define sovereignty and national nationhood, states and territories, occupation, and other critical terms of law. So, I guess there's like kind of two parts to it. So, yeah. All right. Let's do this. I love this episode. This is a really good episode. It's really good. So I say that about every episode, I think. Or almost every episode. There's a lot of good episodes this there's season. There's just so many good episodes. And also, I just, this is my favorite show. Um, so... A recap, we get, touch on Henriksen, Ruby, how Sam is supposed to be the leader of the army. They use the clip of Pride 
I think, calling Sam the boy king, which is a term that the fandom takes and runs with. Um, it's my favorite. Boy King Sam is one of my favorite, like, AUs. Because that's the Sam that actually becomes the general. Or, like, goes dark. And basically, Boy King Sam is a Sam that like, goes dark side all the way in any way. So. Um, then they go over, like, the number of demons that have escaped hell. Like, the gate opening and stuff. And then Bella and how she's a total bi- biatch <laughs> and stole the cult. <laughs> Um, so we open on the boys in Monument, Colorado, breaking into a motel room where they have apparently tracked Bella to, uh, but it is empty. Uh, clearly it seems like she has been staying here. Like there's clothes in the drawers. Dean finds some wigs. (laughs) Uh, Sam's like, you sure this is Bella's room? And Dean like holds up some wigs and he's like, yeah. (laughs) Um, the motel or the motel room phone is sitting on the bed and it rings. Dean answers it to Bella, who is apparently two states away already. Bella, uh, where have you been, Loka? Oh no! <laughs> Bella, where the hell you been, Loka? <laughs> oh my god, A Twilight quote. <laughs> I ain't even seeing Twilight, and I recognize that. Because it's just such an awkward line. It's <laughs> the awkwardest it's line ever. <laughs> like, how? Who wrote? What? <laughs> Who okayed that? Okay. Um, uh, she and Dean kind of go back and forth, where he's like, gonna hunt you down and find the coal, like he's being his usual grumpy self. She's like, I think you're gonna be a little bit busy. Uh, and that's when the local police storm into the room and arrest the boys and then here is special agent victor hendrickson i love, I love the boys like, hands like, up the boys because you get their gaze you follow their gaze as they look up because he like steps in to like stand between their heads where they're laying on the floor getting handcuffed and they both like twist to look up at him and then and he's like hi boys you know and then dean just has the the best like fucking hell face and then he just like flops his head down in such a mood yeah oh um so they get taken to the local sheriff's office um and Hendrickson like goes in first and is like getting everything prepped for their arrival you don't know these boys like I do like (laughs) you have no idea what you're dealing with yeah (laughs) Uh, and they're just like explaining like how bad and evil they are they dig up graves and (laughs) (laughs) he like scares the um, the receptionist he calls them satan worshipping nutbag killers (laughs) um he radios um, his partner agent Boring, and, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the boys are brought in, and they're like chained up. They've got the chains, they're like the the cuffs Ankle. around their ankles, around their wrists, and around their waists. So like they can like lift their arms, but and then they're also chained together. Yeah, uh, which is a whole another problem they're going to discover in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Dean is. A little snarky, and he's like, "Why are why the down face? <laughs> or why the long face? Something like that." Yeah. And he tells Nancy that they're not the ones she should be scared of. Yeah, because she's clearly petrified. Yeah. She well, like she, when Hendrickson's been like hyping them up mm-hmm. as these terrible serial killer yeah. type people. Well, and he describes them as like Satan worshiping <coughs> nutbags. Sorry, 
um, when he describes him as like Satan worshiping nutbag killers, we see her like touch a silver cross that she wears around her neck. So it's very clear that like Nancy is like very religious. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is something that's probably kind of a little bit of a big deal to her. <laughs> um, prior to being put in oh, the yeah. holding cell, Henriksen like kicks out the local drunk that was <laughs> in there. He's like, "It's your lucky day." <laughs> it's pretty great. Excuse me. Um, and then they put Sam and Dean in the cell, and Dean wonders how they're gonna get out of this one. Yeah, they have to like untangle themselves because they like just get like walked into the cell. And then they're like, the like one of them goes to sit down, and then like the chains all like catch, and they're like, hang on, hang on. So they gotta like figure this out. <laughs> but yeah, and Dean says, how are we gonna Houdini our way out of this one? And Sam says, good question. <laughs> um, so out in the office, um, this is a very small police station. Like there's there's like one main room where a lot of the action of this episode happens in. Uh, Henrik phones. Henriksen phones FBI Deputy Director Stephen Groves, who insists uh, that he is sending a helicopter because he is, he's like, are you trying to give me an ulcer? But <laughs> Henriksen tells him they're sending him them on the, in the morning uh, on a bus with armed guards. Um, and he's like, hell no, I'm sending a helicopter. I'm coming with the helicopter. We're taking them to Nevada tonight. Um, cause that's the plan. They're going to a maximum, maximum security prison in Nevada. And he tells Henriksen to just keep his eyes on the boys until he gets there because they are slippery little fuckers. <laughs> they will, they'll find a way. Um, they're pretty stuck right now though. Um, so Henriksen goes into the holding cell. He like banders with Dean. He's like, I'm trying to decide. Dean makes a quip about, um, I can't remember what the medication is. Uh... Where is it? Um. Uh, Cialis, I think. Dean says whether what whether Cialis will help you with your little condition, which is a uh, drug used to treat erectile dysfunction. (laughs) Um, and Hendrickson's like, no, whether I'm gonna have a steak or lobster for dinner, and then he decides he wants surf and turf. Um, and Dean's like, well, don't break out the butter yet, because like. We, we've gotten out of your grasp before, you know, like, don't underestimate us. Uh, and this is where Henriksen's like, no, a helicopter's coming. You're going to be taken to a maximum security prison in Nevada. You're going to be held in isolation until your trial. And you better take a good long look at Sam because it's the last time you're going to ever see each other. Which, like, I, it's very interesting how... With Henriksen, the FBI agent is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Because normally in TV shows, the FBI agents, they're the good guys. Yeah. And the Supernatural gets very, like, cop positive later on in the series. But, like, in these early days, like, like the boys pretend to be law enforcement, but they are, like, outside of the law. And mm-hmm. so Henriksen is the bad guy. And this just, like, really solidifies it, like... Him talking about the boys never seeing each other again every single time makes me... It's like me, their biggest fear. It makes me irrationally upset, and that is very much on purpose. Because, yeah, that is the boys, like, the worst nightmare. 
like they have the writers have spent three seasons establishing this deep intense bond the winchesters have dean literally sold his soul for his little brother like that is how much they after his dad sold the soul for him yeah and after he was even mad about that like yeah it's how much they need each other um Haley keeps having to throw chloe's duck for her <laughs> like so the writers have spent three almost three seasons establishing this and then they they know exactly what they're doing with that line like they know exactly what that's going to do to the audience and also like henrickson knows exactly what that's going to do to dean like yeah. that that pisses dean off that pisses sam off that especially pisses dean off because dean is the protective big brother um dean's just like well yeah you got the wrong guys here and henrickson's like oh yeah yeah that's right you guys hunt monsters and he's like no you guys don't hunt monsters he's like your daddy just fucked you up <laughs> like which which makes also them, makes like, dean irritated. mad as well yeah <laughs> so the too. boys they, are like set up straighter yeah like... well especially it's when um henrickson says like this is the last time you ever see each other that sam like sits up because he's been like all slumped over mm-hmm. being a pouty little baby <laughs> and now he's like paying attention and pissed yeah um honestly it's a good thing that henrickson like sees the light because <laughs> he is not on the winchester's good side oh uh, but yeah this is when the helicopter arrives and henrickson goes out to meet deputy De- director groves yeah, Groves comes in and um, gives Henriksen a bunch of paperwork to <laughs> fill out. pile of paperwork. <laughs> and he's not happy about that. He's like, we invented bureaucracy <laughs> or something like that. And then um, you can tell something is immediately up with him because he just goes in like the holding block with Sam and Dean, Sam and, Dean and closes the door behind him. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. huh, this is this is. They're weird. immediately like, mm, something's up. Um. He introduces he, himself. Yeah. Then he goes over and points a gun at him, and you see his eyes turn black, and you realize, oh no, he's possessed. <laughs> and then he shoots Dean. And then shoots Dean in the shoulder, um, obviously trying to kill him, but Sam yeah. lunges for the gun and fights back uh, and starts um, beginning an exorcism. I'm trying to talk. Chloe? Ma'am? Do you need something? She really is being a butt tonight. <laughs> um, and then, um, so yeah, Sam starts an exorcism. It cuts short when the demon tells them it's going to be a long night, and then um, smokes, smokes out. out of the coast. <laughs> and then they, this Hendrickson funny. and the others, hear the noise. Um, they rush in. And Groves is dead on the floor. Sam's holding the gun. Indeed, is bleeding. <laughs> so quite the, yeah, the scene. Yeah. They, it's it's a bit chaotic for a second there. Yeah, they're like aiming their guns at Sam, and he's like, "Wait, don't shoot, don't shoot." He's like, "Check him out. We didn't shoot him. There's no blood." Yeah. Um, they're like, "He's dead." And Dean's like, "Yeah, he's probably been dead for weeks." They check him out. Which and They're like, no "Yeah, there's <laughs> there's no blood," and um, and then they explain that. He, that he was possessed. Which Henriksen's like, yeah, sure, okay. So now he's like, don't say the word demon. Or <laughs> is that later? That's a little later. <laughs> um, so Henriksen says to fire up the chopper, and um, one of the other agents, is it Agent Boring? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
I don't know, can you guys hear Chloe growling? She's being a little asshole. She wants to be played with right now. She wants someone to pay attention to her, but she's picked the worst possible timing. <laughs> to just staring you down. Chloe, can you I play? I tried to give her a bone earlier, but she didn't want it. Can you play by yourself? No. Maybe throw it over by the bedroom. Okay, well, yeah, it's it's special agent boring that gets on the radio. And, yeah, the other agents are not responding. Yeah, so, uh, special agent boring goes outside. He, to, to like, find out what's happened to the other officers, because they're not answering on the radio. Uh, he finds that they are all dead, with their throats slit, which is, it's brutal. It's a brutal scene. Yeah. One of them, like, gets possessed by a demon and he's just walking around with this gigantic slit yeah across the bottom of his neck and it's it's some effective special effects makeup right there um uh agent announces over the the radio he's like they're all dead uh and that is when the chopper explodes Mm -hmm. um and he he's not dead yet he's just been like thrown back a bit and he's a little stunned and he he gets up only for a one of the demon possessed fallen officers to uh, attack and kill him. R.I.P. Special Agent Boring. <laughs> you were not memorable. <laughs> <laughs> you were boring. <laughs> Obviously, now everyone's in panicking. Everyone's panicking. The helicopter's thrown thrown up. <laughs> Blown, blown up. up. <laughs> um, <coughs> <coughs> uh, Nancy says the the landline's dead. Her cell phone's not getting any signal. The internet's dead, so they have no communication with the outside world. And then the power goes out. Um, the sheriff is like loading up his shotgun. He's like, "We're gonna go out there. We're gonna find out what happened." And Hendrickson's like, "No." That's a really bad idea. We're under siege. We need to stay put. We need to barricade the doors. Um, so now, everybody that remains inside the police station is Nancy, the secretary, the sheriff, the deputy, Hendrickson, and the Winchesters. So we have six people inside this police station. <laughs> um... So meanwhile, Sam is trying to patch up Dean's bullet wound. With nothing. He has nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Henriksen comes to the cell and confronts them. Um, he is assuming that they have some outside help and a siege is being carried out to free them. <laughs> Dean's like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure they're here to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> and Henriksen says, don't you dare say demons. <laughs> yeah, I love it. They're like... He's like, well, then who is it? And then he's like, don't you dare say demons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, after Henriksen leaves, Nancy, like, peeks over into the cell, and Sam, uh, tries to convince her to bring them a clean towel, and he's trying to make her feel at ease. Mm-hmm. Um. He's pu- he is working the puppy eyes to their <laughs> fullest extent. He is yeah. pulling out all of the sweet, innocent little brother stops. <laughs> and it works. Um, when she, but she I think does, it's partially just because Nancy has a heart and like yeah. a man's bleeding. She's um, gonna help. She comes back with a towel, 
That scares Sam scares the shit her out of her. He like yeah. grabs her and like pulls her against the bars, and she starts screaming. I feel like he could have just like asked for the rosary or something. Yeah, but like, I, I want to say know a she prayer or something. It up. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of he could have asked. Yeah, abnormally probably... violent of him. <laughs> it is. It kind of really is. Um... But anyway, the others rush in to help. The, the deputy specifically rushes in with his shotgun and Sam like backs off and then Dean's like what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> he's like what was that for <laughs> Sam holds up the rosary um, so which is smart very smart of him but I definitely think there was a better way he could have gone about that <laughs> uh, like they're good at pickpocketing right you should have just like got yeah. it out of her pocket I don't know I don't even know um, I think it was in her pocket, probably, because he, he wasn't, like, on her arm. He, like, grabs her arm and yanks her right up against the bars mm-hmm. so that, like, her body is pressed against the bars, so then he could probably reach whatever pocket he her rosary was in. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there was definitely a better <laughs> way to go about that. So <laughs> uh, we cut to later. The boys are trying to formulate some kind of plan, trying to brainstorm maybe what's going on um and dean's like maybe we have a contract out on us like that'd be cool it's just like okay you're having too much fun uh i think dean's just trying to keep a positive attitude because they are honestly quite fucked right now um this is when the sheriff uh comes in he immediately just unlocks their cell and like walks in and is like come on we're leaving um and something about his attitude i don't think he's possessed but something about his like attitude and I think it's just because he's, like, panicking. Like, he's not really thinking very rationally. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, hang hang on, nope, we're, we're okay right here. Like, this is when Henriksen comes in, uh, he's like, what's going on? And the sheriff's like, we're getting everybody out of here. Like, I'm not just gonna, like, sit here. Which, side note, now that I'm looking back on it, we know at this point Henriksen's possessed. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't the demon want them to get outside? Because they were trying to get after them. I think the demon... And the sheriff was trying to get them out. This demon is specifically, like, infiltrated to try and, like, see if he could just sneak in and kill the Winchesters. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he just got cocky. He Maybe he was a lone agent. I I don't know exactly what he was trying to accomplish. I don't know. He went a little rogue. Um... Um... But he, uh, yeah, Henriksen is like, nope, we're not going anywhere. And then he shoots the sheriff. Um, and this is when Sam and Dean are like, oh, fuck, he's possessed. So I think he like, tries to attack them, too. And they grab him. And they stick his head in a toilet. <laughs> they have turned the toilet water into holy water, which is quite a feat. <laughs> Granted, the water in the bowl is actually, like, fairly clean. <laughs> until you've used it. Yeah. So, like, it after flushing like the water that it's fills clean the bowl water again. that comes in it's clean water it's just so. the bowl that may not be clean yeah i don't definitely in that cell i would not trust that bowl um they managed to well nancy and the deputy deputy like run in um and dean has has henriksen's gun now um and he like wards the deputy off of it while sam is doing his exorcism uh and they in front of Nancy and the deputy, so now they have seen it as well. They exercise the demon. 
Uh, and Hendrickson is like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, he says, I, I believe sh- you now. <laughs> he says, I shot the sheriff. And then Dean says, but you didn't shoot the deputy, <laughs> which is a reference to a song. It's also Supernatural's longest running joke. Just wait eight more seasons. Really? Dean will continue that. <laughs> it's I great. love Sam's face after this. Sam's like, bitch really? face is iconic. He's like, this is not the time. And Dean's like, Dean, like, trying to, like, school his features into, like, seriousness. <laughs> um... And Hendrickson's like, like, what the fuck was that? And Sam's like, you were possessed. And Hendrickson's like, possessed? Like, possessed? And Sam's like, yeah, that's what it feels like. Now you know. Sam would know. There's actually, this is actually one of two references to Sam's past possession in this episode. Because they make a reference, Sam makes a reference to it. When does he possess more than once? No, one of two references. Oh, okay. Not two possessions. <laughs> like, I only remember the one time. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'll I'll bring up the, ne- the second one when we get to it in a minute. Um, Dean tells Henriksen that he owes him the biggest I told you so ever, <laughs> which is quite true. Uh, and Henriksen's like, yeah, no, I, like, I believe you. How the fuck do we fight these things? Yeah. He doesn't use the word fuck because the CW wouldn't allow that. <laughs> Um. <laughs> can, can you? We can't reach it, <sighs> Chloe. <laughs> she wanted that? me to throw it and then ran away with it. Chloe is the epitome of that no give, only throw comment. <laughs> <laughs> she like sometimes. What I'll do is I'll set Ow. my foot on top of the toy and then play tug of war with her that way. Okay, well, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they are planning to... They're, like, batting down the hatch, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically. So Sam's painting devil's traps at key entry points. Um, and Nancy is patching up Dean's gunshot wound. <laughs> the deputy comes in with, like, every bullet in the entire building. <laughs> Dean explains that they need salt, and Nancy says there's some in the storeroom. Like, like rock salt. Or yeah. Like icy concrete. And they uh, put it at every window and door, and, or he says to go put it at every window and every door, and Hendrickson and the deputy go to get it. Um, Dean asks where his car is, saying that he needs some things in the back, and it's at the impo- impound lot in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he makes a run out there. The deputy's like, you're going out there? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I need some stuff. And then he is he's grabbing some weaponry out of the Impala when he sees this black cloud of demonic smoke. <laughs> it's intense. Descending upon the building. Honestly. And makes it back inside barely in time. The black smoke, the massive cloud, I actually really love the way they do this because you can really like feel the force of it. Mm-hmm. This black cloud just like descends on the building like almost like a hurricane, like a storm. It just like washes over the building, like the the doors are rattling and the windows are rattling and like it's there's like the all the light from outside disappears, mm-hmm. you know, and there's that like black the purple lightning, lightning or the purple lightning in the cloud, and and then it like clears away, and you're just like whoa, <laughs> that's a lot of demons coming. Out. <laughs> that's a whole. Wow. Okay. So this is when um, Dean's made it back inside. He passes out protective charms. Um, 
the the same kind of charm that Bobby gave them the at the end of symbol. Uh-huh, at the end of Born Under a Bad Sign. He explains that this will present prevent everyone else from being possessed and they're like well what about you two and this is when they reveal this is the first time that the boys reveal that they don't need the charms because they have matching tattoos um on the left side of their chests right over their hearts uh according to so uh i will link to this there's an excerpt from an interview with that sarah gamble did with fox news where she was asked like how long have the t- tattoos been planned and she says i remember talking about it with ben edlund last season while Kat was writing Born Under a Bad Sign. We agreed that if we were Sam, the first thing we'd do is take that anti-possession amulet and head for the nearest tattoo parley. He reminded me of it while we were working on Gisimbello, because breaking out the amulets was an important story point in that episode, so I stuck it in there and it made for a nice moment. It's like, of course Sam and Dean have matching tats. How could it be any other way? And then she says, by the way, I'll be convinced we're truly a cult hit when a fan gets the same tattoo. (laughs) That anti-possession tattoo, in case any of you are living under a rock, is the most common tattoo that Supernatural fans get. Like, oh, it's hugely popular. <laughs> so, she... Successful. Yeah, quite successful. Um, but yeah, so the idea came from Sarah Gamble and Ben Edlund. Uh, and then, uh, we cut to back outside. The demons have possessed about 30 locals and are standing around... Um, creepily staring at the building um this is where the deputy goes to like look out a window and he accidentally disturbs the salt line uh which is an important important detail yeah well i mean they give us like a close-up on it (laughs) (laughs) um while they're waiting and arming up um dean and henrickson are discussing their respective lives a machine gun belt full of rock (laughs) salt bullets i just remembered that detail it's fantastic (laughs) i love it and they discover that they actually have a lot in common Mm -hmm. um talks about working for three years for one break only just to save a few people um it feels like he's wasted his life um with something so much bigger than common human criminals to take down yeah, he's like, there's fucking monsters out here, and I'm finding, like, serial. One, one, one dude. Bad guy ever, every couple years. Yeah. Um, Henriksen asks if they can beat what's out there, and Dean thinks that the world will end bloody, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't go down without a fight. Yeah. And this is when Ruby shows up. Yeah, I love Ruby. She smashes through that window. <laughs> and she's not the, happy about it. Oh, she is pissed. Uh, I love how she like is so angry about constantly saving their lives. She's so great. She's so great. I love that she's Wait, just, I have to save you guys again. She's like, I'm here to save your life. Are you going to let me out of this? Like, and then she's like, does anyone have a breath mint? Some gut splattered in my mouth while I was killing my way in here. And like so the good. way she walks in. And like, Henrik, this whole this whole next bit. Like, Sam and Dean and Ruby are arguing, and for most of it, Henriksen and Nancy and the deputy are just standing there like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's so good, because they don't have any context. Yeah. Um, but Ruby tells them that these demons were sent by Lilith, who is Sam's big demonic rival that's been, like, rising in the West. Um, and she says, she's like, we need the cult, and they're like, uh. <laughs> we lost it. And then she's like, great. 
mm, great and she insults them a whole bunch she does a really good job of making them feel so guilty this episode <laughs> yeah so good this is only the first time she does it she'll oh, do yeah. it again later um and she's like well then the only other plan we have is this spell i know that will like vaporize all the demons within a certain radius uh including herself um and they're like okay well what do we need and she's Dean Dean-esque. He's like, well, what do we need for that? And she's like, you can't help. Like, you're not pure enough or something. And he's like, excuse me? And she's like, you're not a virgin. And he's like, nobody's a virgin. And then it cuts to Nancy, who is very pointedly not looking at anybody. And Dean's like, no way. Like, he gets so shocked. He's this, shocked that virgins exist. Like, Dean, you were once upon a time a virgin. I mean, it's a social construct, in my opinion. But, yeah. like, Dean, once upon a time, you had never had sex. This is how things work. Um, there has to be a first time for everything. Um, this... Nancy's like, okay, well, what do I do? And she's like, you hold, Ruby says, you hold very still while I cut out your heart. And oh this gets everybody into an uproar, except for Sam, who's like, stands there, because he's like, I think he's really just like processing, like, is this the only plan we have? Like, then fuck, like, we're fucked. Um, Dean and Henriksen are not down for this plan, vehemently against it. Um, and Nancy's like, guys this is my decision like my life for the 30 people out there like people that i know people that i've grown up with like yeah i die to save them which is very heroic go yeah. nancy um dean's like nobody kill any virgins <laughs> drag sam out into the hall to talk about this because sam is clearly like kind of leaning towards going with Ruby's plan and Sam's like well like Nancy has a point there's 30 innocent people out there like one the life of one innocent person who is willingly giving their life versus 30 innocent people who don't have a choice Mm -hmm. like which that makes sense like you can see the logic in that but Dean is like uh uh no we're not going with the fucking demon's plan (laughs) uh we just need to open the doors and fight it all fight this shit off ourselves like we we got this so uh he manages to persuade sam to go with his plan um cuts to later sam has finished setting up some equipment they don't really they don't explain at the moment what this equipment is yeah and luby (laughs) luby ruby decides to leave we already had that episode title (laughs) um she said she's not going to stand there and watch them lose. Um, mm-hmm. She said she's disappointed because she tried, but clearly she bet on the wrong horse. And she's like, you going to let me out? <laughs> Sam lets her out of the building by like scraping away a bit of the devil's trap. And, and the salt line. Yeah. And then she's <laughs> she passes the line of demon. She's like, I'm leaving. Are any of you going to stop me? And they just let her go. Yeah. Um, and then Dean's plan is actually a pretty smart plan. Mm-hmm. It's where... It actually works pretty well. They open it up all the windows and doors. Specifically, Sam, Dean, and Henriksen yeah. open the doors. And then they, like, knock away the salt lines and... Destroy the traps. Nancy and the deputy is waiting on the roof. <laughs> She's like, when this is over, I'm going to have so much sex, but and not with you. the deputy looks at her, and then she goes, not with you. <laughs> 
Um, and then once all of the demons are inside, um, had like a sneak attack demon, you know, <laughs> with Hendrickson. He was like on the roof and he like uh-huh. swung down and was like, oh yeah, he like got him. <laughs> he but... kicks him in the face. Um, but they jump down and close the doors and put the salt back, trapping the demons in the building. Um, but one demon escapes, which yeah. this is like an important detail. Mm-hmm. It's the demon with it's his the thing. neck slashed. Oh, it is. Yeah. I forgot that detail. Um, this is the thing that really pisses Ruby off at mm-hmm. the end of this episode. One of them escaped. One demon escaped. And so. he had the chance, which is the first sign that something is off. He had the chance to attack Nancy. And he didn't. And he didn't. He looked mm-hmm. at her and walked away. Yeah. Which is important because... He knew that she was already dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back inside, the demons have all kind of congregated in the main room. They're kind of all circling Sam, and it looks like they're gonna have like a big showdown because they make this like circle around Sam. There's like clear area, and then this one demon who the fandom wiki says is played by an uncredited Shoshana Stern, who my like. Longtime Supernatural fans will recognize that name because she makes a very credited appearance in season 11. Um, and it does look a lot like a young Shoshana Stern. The black eyes are throwing me off, so I can't really decide. I'm half tempted to It does to, like, look a lot like her based on the picture did. you showed me. Yeah, I just showed Haley like a picture that's like from the same angle. And like, it looks like her. But, like, I can, I literally cannot find a single other mention of this anywhere else. I'm really tempted, even though I know she probably won't see it, to, like, tweet her and be like, is this you? <laughs> or do you have a doppelganger who was also <laughs> cast in Supernatural at one point? So, um, but she's uncredited because the demons, unless a demon is, like, specifically named, it's, it's just an extra role. So what probably happened was they had, like, a bunch of extras that were playing demons, and they were like, hey, you... Like, you've got a great, like, screen presence. You come do this specific, like, extra unnamed a extra wall role. push demon. <laughs> yeah, you be the, like, <coughs> kind of pseudo leader, it seems. Um, she, like, comes down, like, steps down off of this table, and it looks like, like, like a champion entering a ring, almost. Like, they're gonna have a big showdown. And then she just, like, holds her hand up and does the demon thing that, like, pins both of the boys to the wall. Um, this is where Dean yells for Henriksen to, to do the thing, and I didn't quite catch what Henriksen did. He, he pressed a button on a like a PA system announcement. Yeah, that's what I okay. Yeah, so he Henriksen activates the PA system, and we have a pre-recorded <laughs> by one Sam Winchester exorcism that plays over the the office's intercom. Honestly, a super smart plan. Genius. If that one demon hadn't escaped, it would have gone off perfectly. Oh yeah. It sends all of the demons back to hell. And as, like, the lights flicker back on, like, people, like, everybody is, like, alive, mm-hmm. it seems. So, which they, is great. They were just, like, Because they've saved, they've saved Nancy, and they've saved all of these people. Mm-hmm. Like, perfect. Dean's plan went off quite well. Almost perfect. As far as they know. <laughs> Um, in the aftermath, Hendrickson promises Sam and Dean that he'll lie about what happened um, and say he'll kill them, quote, um, in the chopper explosion. <laughs> they're like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to kill you. And they're like, what? 
um, in order to get the law off their backs, hopefully permanently. Yeah. Um, and then they leave <laughs> says, with a nice handshake. Like, R.I.P. guys. <laughs> Rest in peace, guys. Something like that. It's great. They finally have like learned to respect each other. Yeah. Henriksen has like redeemed himself a little bit. I yeah. came out of Folsom Prison Blues like not liking Henriksen as much as I had in the past. And I was like, wow. I mean, to be like, fair, Henriksen has every reason to believe these are terrible people. Yeah. Well, but like he was a dick to not just to Sam and Dean, but also to like Mara, their public defender. He was like oh, really yeah. like sexist and like rude to her. There's literally the scene where she like comes in and is like, hey, something's not adding up with this. And he like talks down to her and then is like, go away. The adults are working. Like, treats her like a child. She's just trying to do her job as a public defender. Like, it's... I That really rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know why I'd never really paid attention to that scene before, but I really was like, "Mm, I'm not liking Hendrickson as much as I used to. (laughs) He redeems himself a little bit. Yeah. Um, And then after that, Sam and Dean leave. Um, They head out. (laughs) And then not long after that, um, there is... They're just like wrapping things up in the office. Mm-hmm. They're just like cleaning up. Phone I think calls. Nancy's like sweeping. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little girl arrives with like some random woman. <laughs> it looks like a mom coming in with her little girl. Yeah. And then um, she said that she's looking for two brothers. So like one tall one one's and really one tall and one's really cute. <laughs> one or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One's um, really tall and one's really cute. And Nancy's like, oh, she's adorable. <laughs> and she's like, oh, they just left. Um, what's your name? And then we get the first look at White Eyed Demon, mm-hmm. which is very creepy. Um, and she says her name is Lilith, which sparks a bell in Hendrix's oh, yeah. her head. Well, and Nancy. Like, you can see it on her face. She's yeah. like, oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Like, and then... Does Nancy use words like fuck? I feel like she probably doesn't. Probably not. <laughs> and Lilith raises her hand, and the everything goes, goes, like, white. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it ends up destroying the building, killing everybody in it. Which yeah. made me very sad, because yeah. I like Nancy and Hendricks. <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't know that quite yet. It's just everything goes white, but we can probably assume. Yeah. Um, we cut to Sam and Dean. They're, like, holed up in a motel room. Um, and Ruby arrives... She's like, turn on the news. Pissed off again, as usual. She is. Ruby is just angry this whole episode. Um, She's just angry in general. there's a news report about an explosion. It killed three police officers, three federal agents, um, and two fugitives. Well, Nancy (coughs) is included. Like, three, like, police employees. So, um, the sheriff, the deputy, Nancy, Hendrickson... Agent Boring, um, and Deputy Director, what's-his-face, Groves, um, and then two unnamed fugitives. Um, And Ruby is like, I'd put my money on that being Lilith. And she gives them some hex bags to keep them hidden, and she... um, Let me just go. And she's like, that's why you don't let someone escape or something right yeah she says um they're like oh thanks for the hex bags she's like don't thank me lilith killed everyone she slaughtered your precious virgin plus a half a dozen other people so after your big speech about humanity and war turns out your plan was the one with the body count do you know how to fight a battle you strike fast and you don't leave any survivors so no one can go running to tell the boss so next time we go with my plan so and then she just leaves the boys with that 
that feeling guilt, very, very guilty. Feeling very, very guilty. Especially Sam. Like, I feel like Dean would probably still be like, no, I think we made the right plan. We just fucked up and, you know, a mistake happened and it had devastating consequences. But oh, Sam think, is like... I think Dean looked the more guilty out really? of the two. Because probably. it was Dean's plan. It was Dean's know? plan. That's true. Sam was going to go along with Ruby, but Dean's that's the one true. that fought it, you know? Yeah. But yeah, both of the boys are left feeling very guilty as Ruby just storms out. So, and that is where the episode ends. That's where it leaves off. Which is a very somber note. Considering next week we're covering Ghost Facers. <laughs> which is not a somber it's episode. It's funny, the episode ended and it just automatically started playing the next one because it was on Netflix. <laughs> it did. So it's just, just the interview clip and to, it um, cracked me up. I don't remember which one. Harry? Is Harry the, sh- the, the leader guy? The haired guy? I, don't, I, can, I can never remember which one's Harry and what's in It was Ed. this guy, right? Yeah. I can't remember if that's Harry or if it's Ed. It's Harry. Because that's Ed. <laughs> so, yeah. So it immediately started playing. I'm super excited for Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters um, is so good. But, yeah. Well, what's the name of the intern guy again? Corbin? Corbin. The guy who's played by the dude from um, Schitt's, Schitt's Creek. Creek? Yeah, the veterinarian guy and uh-huh. Ted, Ted from Schitt's uh-huh. Creek. Corbett, that's his name. Okay. The gay intern. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Corbett. Um, okay, <coughs> but let's wrap up Justin Mello. What are your thoughts? Uh, that was good. <laughs> I, I like what I had remembered about it. What? Is that... It took place in like a small jail with Henriksen and the boys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I've been waiting for that to happen. Oh no! Oh no! We have um, just for explanation as to what just happened. There is um, a large framed watercolor print of a t-rex head leaning against our bookshelves and chloe's like pillow was right in front of it and i had been waiting all night for her to like shove her pillow into the bottom of it for it to fall on her and it just happened (coughs) just happened (coughs) she she doesn't want to be fair it's a very lightweight it is she's fine (laughs) it's very lightweight it's just like a cheap shitty plastic one from walmart um but now i don't think she wants to play over there so that's yeah. what we needed continue to happen your, earlier. Continue your thoughts. Like I was saying, I, all I had remembered basically was just involved a demon attack in a jail cell with Henriksen and the boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the one lady I remember too, the secretary. The secretary, Nancy. Yeah, she's great. But she's I didn't adorable. remember like all the intricate details of the plot, mm-hmm. so that's it was fair. like watching it again for the first time. Oh, it was fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about Ruby? I love Ruby. <laughs> yeah? Do you trust her? Yeah. Yeah? I mean, she keeps, like, she literally she's almost helping. sacrificed her life. But she's also a demon. Yeah. But she almost sacrificed her yeah, life and went back to hell. To. She wouldn't have gone back to hell. She would have been, I think, they said she would have been vaporized. But then that sent him back to hell? I No, vaporizing, I don't think, would send back to hell. Can I you permanently she... kill a demon? That's what her knife does. It doesn't just send them back to hell? Mm-mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, that's what she did to the, um, some of the sins. Oh, okay. Um, in the first episode. When, because 
they, they the way they kind of indicate that is one there's no like smoke out um but they, two like when flashing. she stabs them there's a similar lightning flickery thing to when the cult when yeah, they always I kind of forgot cult. that was like a permanent thing um so yeah that, so that's the, kind of a subtle way that the the um writers used to like well, even indicate a, a bigger deal death. then because she was permanently gonna die yeah at least according to her <laughs> i don't know she probably so. has some alternative motive but <laughs> but do you like her i like her you like katie cassidy too though yeah so you may be a little katie cassidy's hot but then again i like genevieve padalecki okay. so <laughs> i'll have to go in with fresh um eyes on season four when yeah. genevieve pops up as ruby two because Shouldn't i'm very attached to ruby one <laughs> yeah i adore genevieve um but why should i not trust ruby then i was just saying. wondering i was just wondering what your thoughts were on ruby i like her yeah she's fantastic she's hard not to like <laughs> she's All done right. a lot to help them so far she yeah she's been very helpful i don't think i have too many other thoughts about this episode there's definitely like obviously like this is a big deal like you know like the the re- big reveal of lilith um there's like an enemy and now we have a, a face to this nameless enemy new color of demon eyes also that that's always fun um so far like, we've only seen black eyed demons and then yellow eyes and this is a new color and then crossroad demons those have red eyes oh, that's true yeah. um so now we have four different eye colors for demons um but like up until now in this season <laughs> i don't know if you guys can hear how congested i am it's like sitting at the back of my throat it's just oh, got it's awful congested all of a sudden it just hit me really hard um up until this point in the season like we haven't really had a face to this demon war like they've been talking about like bobby's like this is a war and you guys boys get ready to get ready for it and like you know there's been that discussion of that um but there hasn't really been a clear like this is the thing we're fighting against and now we have that now we're like lilith this is the face of our this is the general of this demon army you know this is the big bad no that we need to be worried about um hey baby chloe come here oh she's been snatched she's been snatched <laughs> Hi, baby. How do you already stink? You've she's just been groomed. She's been stinky. Stinky, stinky, baby. Um, so, yeah. So, like, obviously that's a big deal. Um, and we get, like... I don't know. It's just, like... This is just, like, really finally establishing, like, this is the thing the boys are up against. Like, is this mm-hmm. demon, specifically. Um, she really only just gets, like, small cameos this season we see her again but not like a lot we see her one more time i think yeah um and that's a little bit longer um but yeah this is her like first appearance this is our first introduction to lilith and she is terrifying i, I love the added creepiness that she possesses that children for little girls yeah yeah oh yeah because there's always this added creepiness yeah. of like children demonic children and like we will do a deep dive on lilith um with the finale um we just weren't up for it this week Uh, 
<laughs> we're an hour and a half in and my voice is kind of I feel like my voice is going um and I'm so congested and I need to go take a night quill and go to bed um so we don't really have it in us to do a deep dive on Lilith tonight but we do have a plan to do a deep dive on Lilith for the finale again. give us give you guys some like real I, I really want to do like a big dig into like the Lilith lore because I know there's some really interesting stuff with um from like Judaism and things like that so I would really like to dig into that because oh, I do, think Lilith is a really interesting character they do was it her that they mentioned in first kill as well yes she is mentioned she was, like, in first kill. the first woman we before Eve need to talk right? about first kill but I think we should finish it Let's yeah. finish first kill and then but we'll have an outtakes thing. But yeah, just bringing that up because mm-hmm. that was her, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, this yeah. is the first woman before Eve. Yeah, is okay, like cool. the lore around Lilith is that she it was Lilith and it was Adam and Lilith and then stuff happened and Lilith got kicked out and then it was Adam and Eve. Yeah, so it was it's a whole thing, but I would say yeah, I would definitely. I'm very excited to like be able to dig deep on that and really get into it because Lilith is a fascinating character. I didn't know anything about um, that lore at all. So. so yeah, but yeah, I like this episode a lot. I think it's really well. It's really well done. It's Sarah Gamble is a master craftsman. I love her. She's fantastic. Um, I love the addition of the the. Um, tattoos mm-hmm. i think henrickson when they like first show him i think it's henrickson asks like how long have you guys had those and sam says not long enough mm-hmm. <laughs> which is that that was the second in, like reference to his ex- own experience with possession that we get um which he doesn't he, sam doesn't often bring up things like that but um yeah, I like this episode. We get a lot of cool. We got a lot of fun stuff. We get more Ruby. We get Lilith. We get the like establishment of the tattoos. Um, Henriksen gets a lot of uh, some decent character development and a little bit of a redemption arc before he you know dies a brutal fiery death. <laughs> Sucks, because Henriksen's cool. Well, cooler now. <laughs> she's chilling. Yeah, she's just chilling. She's just vibing. The puppy just vibing. Hi, baby. She's got two little paws. Little, little paws. You're being really, really annoying. Needy tonight, and I don't know why. You it's because we're not paying attention to her. <laughs> You're so bored. All right, but yeah, I think I'm running out of things to say, so we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> So thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc., etc., and so forth. Um, also, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It helps the algorithm and tell your fellow Supernatural fans about us. If you want to reach out, you can find us on Twitter at TalkAboutSamPod, on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast, and on Tumblr and TikTok at We Need to Talk About Sam. I recently made a uh, a Supernatural Day TikTok that I'm very proud of. Um, you guys should go watch that. I'm Little Red Who Could on Twitter and Little Red Who Could on Tumblr. And Haley, my love, where can the people find you? On Twitter at on 3 and Tumblr at hfthoughts-blog. All right. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week.
Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
she was literally like right as i went to bed she was rolling around on the bed i was like what are you doing and then she decided that that was right then was when she needed to poop even though i'd given her ample opportunity throughout the day she'd had multiple opportunities to go to the bathroom and she had not pooped and then at 1 30 in the morning she was like hey i need to poop and i was like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) hello it's a tmi for the dog parents out there (laughs) i'm really sniffly also i'm on my period so i got hit with the flu and my period the same day literally the same day (laughs) so that was fun (laughs) i think that really like amplifies your symptoms Oh yeah, I'm gonna do my best to cut out most of the coughing, but it's we'll unavoidable. See. It's it really is unavoidable. Um, okay. What has happened in the last few weeks? Got sick. We got sick. That's really the most exciting thing that happened. Hey. <laughs> Which tells you a whole lot about our lives. got an espresso machine <gasps> they've got an espresso machine <laughs> she got it today it's her anniversary present from almost a month ago <laughs> well, to be fair, i haven't given her. you your half of yours yet that's okay but yeah i got baby an espresso machine for her for our anniversary i'm very excited she's very excited she specifically wanted an espresso machine so i don't really do like house coffee yeah it's not my thing no. But I like lattes and mochas and that type of thing. So, mm-hmm. Babe worked at Beans and Brews, so she knows all the coffee shit. I don't know anything. I'm rusty on it now. Yeah, but you still know, like, way more than I do. There we go. I also grew up Mormon, so I know a lot less than the average person. <laughs> <laughs> because, fun fact, Mormons are against coffee. <laughs> In case you didn't know that. And tea. <laughs> It's, they're pretty well known for that. Which is just really odd. <laughs> it's it's a whole thing. Don't have us try to explain the word of wisdom. It makes zero sense. Like, logically. There's some things that make a little bit of sense. Like, having a diet of, like, primary, like a primary plant-based diet. Yeah. With, uh, like, limited meat. And, like, I think there's something about, like, eating, like, seasonally, mm-hmm. which is really smart. That's something that everybody should be doing. Like, eat what's in season. You'll save yourself a whole lot of money doing that. And <laughs> it <sure>. tastes better. <laughs> and things taste better. Um, and also, there's something about, like, using plants for their design purposes. Like, tobacco is really good for bruises and not for chewing. Um, which I can get down with that because I think chewing tobacco is disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's good definitely for you. not Please good don't. for you. <laughs> so, like, there's some bits and pieces that, like, make sense, but, like, as a whole, they just say, like, no hot drinks, and then don't really explain what hot drinks are. Yeah, they and say, so like, no like, brewed drinks, which means, like, hot, I guess, but... Yeah. But they're perfectly fine with hot chocolate and hot cider, uh-huh. but not tea or coffee. Yeah. But and then, then it was, like, nothing caffeinated, caffeinated, and then the church, like, made a deal with coca-cola or something and they're like one of the one of the general authorities was like really into diet coke 
and <laughs> so <coughs> it made Haley laugh. And so they changed that's that not rule. what that whole thing was about. <laughs> remember, right? Yeah. Oh, and so they changed that. You know, so now the... caffeine is allowed, and now all the there's these soda shops all over Utah, in case you haven't heard. And so instead of drinking like a 16 ounce coffee with some like little syrups or something in it it's like oat milk or some shit they will drink like 40 ounce dr peppers which i'm calling myself out on this i drink 40 ounce get a giant coke with like all the add-ins yeah and cream and everything in it and you're like like just okay that's that's healthy for you oh yeah but my coffee is well then there's like that fake coffee shop in provo oh yeah i haven't even tried that it's like a fake it's like caffeine but it's not coffee but it tastes like coffee and it will give you the coffee experience we're like we'll just drink fucking coffee at this point like god damn it it's like it tastes like coffee and it's like the coffee version of saying fudge instead of fuck like we all know what you meant just swear (laughs) so hot drinks are banned except for hot chocolate because it doesn't have caffeine in it but, but caffeine isn't actually a problem anymore because <laughs> but um money caffeine's actually okay if it's soda but not in coffee yeah so like it's what's just, the problem you just go with in a coffee? big circle and none of it's, that makes any sense it's at all. just that it's a hot drink but tea herbal, herbal teas, teas are okay, okay. <laughs> but like all teas are and technically FYI, herbal none of this is specified in the word of yeah, no, this, this is, is all by interpretation like... <laughs> and it makes zero it's sense so at all it's so big what's funny though is they'll say like herbal teas are okay but like t- technically aren't all teas herbal in some way they're all made out of form. plants they're all made out of leaves <laughs> it's all the same thing it's so just like, the ones that have like, caffeine in it my grandma will drink like <laughs> Um, my drama, my my drama, my grandma will drink like <laughs> your drama chamomile and like mint, like peppermint teas, and she makes like a sweet tea, and that's okay. But like, if I wanted to get like a cup of chai, that's a no-no. Basically, Mormon <laughs> logic is if it's a cold drink. And has caffeine, it's okay. But if it's a hot drink with caffeine, oh, it's a no Oh, but iced coffee is not. Oh, yes, Iced that's coffee true. is not okay. If it has the word coffee in it. <laughs> if, if they can, it's some way to control. Like, honestly. Oh, also no alcohol. Yeah, alcohol is obviously a no-no. Yeah. It's, oh my god, it's ridiculous. Honestly, guys. Just, like, try and read the word of wisdom and make sense of it. It makes no sense. It doesn't. It makes no sense. When you listen to one of the general conference talks where the lady started crying about how (laughs) coffee kept someone out of the temple. (laughs) Yes! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're very dramatic about no coffee. They're so dramatic about it. It's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous it's exhausting is what it is it's just control it's just behavior control like if any of you guys are familiar with the bite model it's behavior information thought and emotion control um is what the different letters stand for and behavior control includes what you can and cannot eat Mm -hmm. so as well as like the who you like talk to and 
They're very, they're very concerned about who you have sex with and when. <laughs> oh, very. I remember, um, I remember as a teenager reading a, like an opinion piece in, um, I think it was the Salt Lake Tribune because the Deseret News would never would have run this, but it was this guy complaining about how his bishop had asked him and his wife what sort of sex acts they performed in the bedroom because certain things are not okay. And oh, we're yeah. like the, the I know I know you are a married couple, <laughs> and therefore anything you do is like within the sanctity of marriage of the marriage union or whatever the fuck they want to call it. But you can't have oral sex, and you can't have uh, I can't remember what other things were on the list. Like kinky sex was obviously off the table. Yeah, um, one like, of the prophets. Basically, you can only have like missionary, and that's it. <laughs> one of the prophets famously banned oral sex for a while to great outcry, <laughs> and then that got vetoed quickly. <laughs> say many a husband was mad about that one <laughs> but yet this bishop was like asking about what they did in the bedroom because certain things were not okay and this dude literally wrote an article about it and put it in the paper yeah i was then, like uh make that less okay when bishops ask those types of questions to minors yeah oh yeah oh yeah you get bishop roulette honestly my bishop my main bishop when I was in like young women's was honestly like super chill. Like he'd just be like, You keep the wall of chastity, cool. You yeah. know, like he didn't ask prying questions. Um like I remember once as a teenager confessing to reading like smutty fan fiction and he was like, Okay, we'll just try not to do that anymore <laughs> and that was it. Like <laughs> I was I was having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> and technically <laughs> porn I even so, I had to look up as an oh. adult Google the word masturbation because I had no I had heard I, it for the first time I'm like what okay. is that I'm like oh I googled that so in that's sixth what grade I've been doing. <laughs> fun fact I googled <coughs> mas- <laughs> I googled masturbation in sixth grade because a bunch of boys were like masturbation is when you put your tits on someone's butt <laughs> I was like <laughs> That and sounds like something like, a Mormon boy teenager would say. I know, right? This wasn't even teenagers. We were in sixth grade. I was like 12. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess a very like, specific that's type what of My friend was like, that's what the boys said it was. And I was like, that just doesn't... Like, I don't believe them. And so I Googled it. <laughs> because that's how I roll. <laughs> I Google things. So I also discovered porn around the same age. So like, you know... Being a Mormon worked real great for me. <laughs> the closest I got to porn was reading Twilight as a teenager. <laughs> no, see, they read Twilight as a teenager and considered that, like, risque and naughty. Yeah. And meanwhile, 12-year-old me was watching hardcore BDSM porn. You're <laughs> 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 two very different people. <laughs> I grew up deep in the Puritan oh, culture. Oh, yeah, no. I, from a very young age, I was like, I don't... Like, I was, like, ingrained. Like, I remember my friend saying something about the Book of Mormon, and I, like, dragged the Bible out to point out a scripture and, like, a whole thing. I remember doing that around the same time. But, like, I don't ever remember really, like, believing in any of the shit either. 
Like, I was just, like, protective and defensive. I still catch myself being defensive sometimes. Like, like, some of, like it's kind of like, like a sibling. Like, I can shit on the church all I want, but you, a total stranger who doesn't have any experience with the church beyond, like, pop culture, you can't say anything bad about it. Only I can say bad things about it. Like I'm the opposite. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> like, that's, it's something because I'm, I'm like, in my angry stage of dis- deconstructing, and yeah. then you can shit on it all you want because I Well, that's, I like, a too. stage that I went through where I was, like, I was, like, well, I'm, like, I don't believe in the church anymore, but, like don't shit on the church. And then I got into like Exmo TikTok and I was like, shit on the church all you want. <laughs> Have fun. I'll send you links so you can be informed about shitting on the church. <laughs> so you can be factually correct. <laughs> Did you know that Brigham Young had a drag queen for a son? <laughs> That's something they don't teach you in Sunday uh-huh. school. <laughs> His name was Morris, I think. Morris Also, Young, yeah. they did a bogus Brigham at one point. Like they were someone was coming to arrest Brigham and so they dressed some dude up to be Brigham and then they like <laughs> dressed a bunch of women up as his wives and but some of the men were also dressed up as wives um, and to like protect him and you know who was dressed one of those men was? Was Porter Rockwell. So <laughs> uh, basically the um, Mormon equivalent of I'm Spartacus. <laughs> the, the Mormon avenging angel. He, he was a bad dude. He was a character. He was something else. He was was probably perpetually in a state of drunkenness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And probably at least a little bit gay. Also, I'm pretty sure he had like a mustache that he was like pretty proud of too. He had like a big beard. Oh, yeah. He had like a big beard, but apparently he didn't think it was noticeable when he was dressed up as a woman. (laughs) But yeah, Porter Rockwell is an interesting character in Mormon history. But yeah, Mormon history is like shockingly queer. Like, there was, like, trans pioneers that crossed the plains, and yeah. because it was really... There were less gender-phobic, like, mm-hmm. gender norms back A then. A lot of the church's, like, real deep conservatism came as a result of trying to please evangelical, evangelical. Christians yeah. so that the evangelicals would stop making fun of them. Which hasn't worked because the evangelicals don't make fun of them. Everybody makes fun of them. Evangelicals <laughs> just hate everybody. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. They hate themselves. <laughs> true. But, but shockingly, like, there's so many similarities between, like, ex-evangelicals and ex-Mormons. Oh, like, yeah. our experiences are oh, yeah. very, very similar. Well, especially in modern times, because it's because the Mormon church tried so hard to, like, mold themselves into being like the evangelical church in their, and they're like, look, we're doing all the same things. We're just like you. And the evangelicals were like, fuck off, <laughs> weirdos. Yeah, like, You believe Mormonism we can become gods. You're not like us. Very, very different than oh, modern-day yeah. Mormonism. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, there's still, like, fucked up things with beginning Mormonism. Cough, cough, polygamy. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not saying it was better. But, but like, I'm saying it's, it's very definitely, <laughs> like, very different, uh, which is very interesting to learn about. Basically, the rest of the world saw Mormonism as a sex cult at the beginning, and they're not wrong. <laughs> Definitely not wrong. Because Joseph Smith was kind of a perv. <laughs> he was a massive perv. He would send men on missions so that he could marry their wives while he, they were gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. He just wanted to have a lot of wives and basically created a oh, religion yeah. around that. Oh, yeah. And there was multiple women that he, he became his wives that he was having sex with before he even like decided that to do polygamy. Like, yeah. like I'm pretty sure there's like Emma caught him with one of the girls at least once. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Plus that woman's hard. <laughs> she went through a lot. Emma. Oh my <coughs> god. She was dedicated to her man. <laughs> but she was also she was also from a time where i don't think really like divorce was a thing like i obviously i don't think divorce was even more patriarchal she was like pretty stuck with him (laughs) i think she definitely like loved him Mm -hmm. but she was but she had also a lot of douchebag a lot of issues understandably Mm mm-hmm yeah. Oh my God. Basically, Joseph Smith got off on uh, deceiving people and created a whole religion <laughs> around <Yep>. that. <laughs> he was a convicted um, con man. Yeah. He was a, a soothsayer or something like that. Treasure seeker. That's what it is. He was a treasure seeker. He had a, he would put a rock in a hat. Any of my Exmo friends will recognize this. He would put a rock in a hat, and then he would put his face in the hat, and then he would say there was treasure in the ground. And then he would say, when they couldn't find it, that an angel was keeping it from them, and they had to just keep digging. <laughs> Guess how he translated the Book of Mormon? He put a rock, rock in a hat and looked he at it. <laughs> he didn't even look at the actual, like, quote-unquote plates like half the time they weren't even in the room yeah he would just put the rock in the hat and then put that on the table and then just stick his face in it and then just talk (laughs) and poor martin harris would just write it all down (laughs) give the guy a credit he had a really good imagination he had a great imagination well a lot of like the stories that are in the book of mormon are documented as like he told similar or like the same stories to his family like around the fire at night and Mm -hmm. stuff like these are not things that he was just coming up with on the spot like he'd been telling a lot of inspiration from books that were already out as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the idea that the ancestors of the indigenous peoples had come from israel israel was not a novel concept at the time it was not something he came up with like it was like popular fan fiction at the time type yeah of thing. yeah he basically wrote fan fiction about indigenous history and then called it fact and then base a religion and then that. base a religion around it and now there's millions of people around the world that basically worship him even though they say they don't even as a mormon i thought it was borderline sacrilegious how much the church like hero worships him oh yeah like i was uncomfortable about oh, yeah. that even as a mormon <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it's like jesus and then slightly underneath jesus joseph smith <laughs> <laughs> they're basically on the same level <laughs> jesus is like just a smidge above <laughs> like yeah. the line is just a little crooked <laughs> <laughs> oh man god now we have a lot of thoughts because of a comment in the 1800s now i have trauma topic of religion this episode doesn't have really well i guess it kind of does because like nancy's like 
religious, religious. <laughs> but this episode doesn't really have anything to do with religion. This is the kind of topic you'd expect on, like, faith. houses of the holy or faith, yeah. Well, how the fuck did we even get on this? I don't even remember. I don't even know. <laughs> I think we were talking about coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I right. said I got an espresso machine she and did. that started everything. She got an espresso machine and would turn into an anti-Mormon rant. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Barb the term Barb. anti-Mormon. Yeah, no, it's ex an ex-Mormon rant. That was always framed as such a terrible thing growing mm. up. And I'm like, we're the way we are for a reason. It's because because you fucked us up. Because they <laughs> lied and groomed us like our yeah. whole lives, you know. Yeah, if our parents could see us now, <laughs> I think my mom would have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, mine would start crying. Yeah. So. Oh well. <laughs> we're disappointments. That's okay. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Should we talk about supernatural now? Yeah, sure. So we've had a therapy session on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Mm-hmm. 